Welcome to the CMC Podcast, where our mission is to inspire you to be a doer of the Word. Today's message is brought to you by our lead pastor, Tim Brooks. This year, we're talking about, we're thinking about, we're learning about seeking first the kingdom of God. Over and over, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, practically, where I can understand it, Monday morning, Thursday afternoon, what does that mean for me? I mean, what do I do with my kingdom is not of this world, you're in this world, you're not of this world? Okay, okay, so, so what do I do Monday afternoon with that bit of information? Practically explain this to me. The title of today's message is Ambassadors. I want to look at the word, I want to look at the position, I want to look at the life of an ambassador. Most of us are familiar with that word. The word ambassador means the highest ranking diplomatic representative of one country to another. The highest ranking diplomatic representative of one country to another. The United States has ambassadors in other nations around the world. Now, our ambassadors are not there doing their own thing. They're not there under their own agenda. They're not there on vacation. They work hard, as a matter of fact. They work hard every single day there, but their job, their assignment, is to represent the United States to their government there. They are to represent our country to the country that they're in. Matthew chapter 8. I want you to look at this. Matthew chapter um, 8, verse 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. The officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. You just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I want everybody to look at verse 9. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. This Roman officer understood how to live life under authority. This Roman officer understood how life operated under authority. And then in verse 10, when we read, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. That's always been very impactful to me. I don't know if that makes you kind of sit back and go, whoa, or not. But just think about it. When you amaze Jesus, you've done something. Now, you wowed Jesus. Jesus went, whoa. When you wowed Jesus, you've done something here. And then Jesus said, I have not seen faith like this. Now, church, when we get this, this, when we get this, we demonstrate great faith when we understand life under authority. 
See, what wowed Jesus was this guy understood life under authority, and he demonstrated great faith by him understanding how life under authority works. Now, this is just something that modern Christianity is not being taught today. And it's sad it's not being taught by a lot of preachers in a lot of churches. As a Christian, we live under authority. Now, this amazed Jesus because this is exactly what he came here to teach. He's teaching about the kingdom of God. He's teaching about the kingdom of God. He came to preach the kingdom of God. Well, this guy wowed Jesus because, whoa, this guy knows how the kingdom of God works. Matthew 8, this Roman officer wants something done. He tells Jesus, you just say the word. You're the boss. You're, you're, you're the boss. You're in authority. I know how this works. And what amazed Jesus was this man understood. He had a grasp. He had a working knowledge of living life under authority. He grasped the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is life under God's rule. And this officer understood how that worked. He wasn't living his life doing his own thing. He was living his life under authority, and that wowed Jesus. Now, when the Bible tells us we are in this world, but we're not of this world, okay, what does that mean? Tim, I don't, what is, practically, what does that mean this next Tuesday afternoon? Well, it's pretty easy to understand, because that is the position of a diplomatic representative, the United States has diplomatic representatives. We call them ambassadors all over the world. I have been to the capital of Honduras. I've been in the Capitol buildings complexes. I've met several of their prime ministers. I've had some meetings with the heads in Honduras. And I've been there in that building in the United States has a person we call our ambassador he is in Honduras, but he is not of Honduras. See, he is in Honduras, but he's not Honduran. Living there, our ambassador represents the United States to Honduras. This Roman officer understood how that works as one who lived life under authority. See, you're not making decisions on your own. You carry out the wishes of a superior. Basically, you do what you're told. And you're good with that. Now, there's several points that I want to make here today. This guy enjoyed his position. He enjoyed his position. This guy was in a sought-after position. Now... It's a real line, a trick from the devil to make us at arm's length with submitting ourselves to God. See, I don't want to submit myself totally to God because, you know, I want to be the boss. I want to make the decisions. I, I don't want to come under nobody's rule. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. See, we, we kind of stiff-armed that all-out position for God. We're going all out. We're selling our life out for God. See, we kind of hold that at arm's length. This is not a position to be dodged. This is a position to be sought after. 
Let me just tell you something else. Ambassadors are pretty well off. There's a great benefit to being an ambassador. There's a lot of blessings that come along. Are y'all listening as good as I'm preaching? Because this is good stuff right here. See, there's a lot of blessings that come your way as being an, an ambassador to another country. These guys are blessed. They're, they're privileged. They're honored. Being an ambassador is not a position that you want to stiff arm. As a matter of fact, it's a position you want to seek out. Now, let's understand this. I'm not here to post on social media what I think. I'm not here to defend my position. I'm not here to argue my opinion on social media. Well, I think, well, I feel, well, I believe. See, no longer do your sentences start out with, I think. Or I believe because those are, that, that thinking is not what makes my decision. Now, let me just side note here. No doubt our ambassador in Honduras probably has some personal opinions, has some personal beliefs, but he keeps those to himself because he's down there on business. He's assigned to represent the United States' wishes and beliefs and ideas. You keep your opinion to yourself. You're down there to represent us. For us seeking first the kingdom of God, I represent God's idea on everything. And just a side note, when your sentence starts out with, I think, you're headed in the wrong direction. When your post starts out, well, I personally believe, you need to stop and delete right there. You're going the wrong direction. You're not here to post what you personally believe, what you personally think. And Christians have got to stop saying, I think. As a Christian, you're an ambassador to this world representing the kingdom of God. You start off by saying, God says. Well, God thinks. And God's very clear on what he thinks about social issues. He's very clear on them. As a Christian, we got to get this. Because we can't continue to give our opinions on social media for the whole world to see. You got to realize you are one under authority. You are one that is representing another. When the conversation among your friends is going on and you decide to enter that conversation, here's what I want you to know. You are entering that conversation as a representative. So the conversation in your work break room, the conversation out on your job, the conversation of a bunch of guys working all around you, here it's going. Da, 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 da. And you're going to enter into that conversation, always know you enter that conversation as a representative. What does God's word say about this? That's my response. God's Word's very clear on social issues. The Bible, God's Word, as a matter of fact, it's not outdated. When you read the Bible, it's like, wow, he wrote that this morning. I mean, it's, just, it's like it was written right now. So the Bible is very relevant to where we are. As a Christian, you've got to live knowing all of your friends, they know you go to church. 
They just do. Your friends know that you are a Christian. They just do. So, when you check like on something that God says he hates, how did you just represent God? See, when you check like on something that God says is a sin, you're representing God's word. How did you just pull that off? When you check like on something that the Bible is against, how did you represent God's church? Now, you got to know this. You are a representative because all your friends know you go to church. Parents, a, a political ad comes on TV. It comes on, a candidate's running for office, or he's been elected and he's trying to rally support for his bill, and this ad on TV comes on. And it says, we must raise taxes on the rich. You don't tax the middle class, you don't tax the poor, we're going to tax the rich people, that's who's got to pay more taxes. Parents, you push mute, and you turn to the kids and say, God says in Matthew 25, verse 28 and 29, if you want to look it up, you can. It'll be in red letters. It's what Jesus said. Verse 28, take the money from the servant with the one bag of silver and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. Because to those who have will more be given. To those who have not, even what they have will be taken away. See, kids, God's plan is if you're a billionaire and you employ thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you're providing health insurance, you're providing homes, you're providing jobs for thousands and thousands of people, we don't ever want to tax you because you'll just pick up your whole corporation and go to another country. We want to do everything we can to benefit you by staying right here because you are blessing thousands of people. Now, this guy over here that doesn't do anything for anybody, tax him. But you don't tax the really rich people, that's not what Matthew chapter 25 says. See, when you enter into the conversation, you bring it to what the word says. The, words, the, the world will post, it's a personal choice, whatever gender you marry. As an ambassador, you post, Romans chapter 1 says, they've traded the truth of God for a lie. That's not normal relations. Their life is full of wickedness, and you can read that in Romans chapter 1. See, Christians, quit representing yourself, and you've got to seek first the kingdom of God, and you represent God, not you on every matter. You're an ambassador on an assignment. The world says, your body, your choice. Don't you as a Christian post, go girl. What? Your body, your choice. I'm right there with you, girl. What? What you say is, as a matter of fact, your body is not your own. You've been bought with a price. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 7.23 if you want to. Your body, your choice. You say, you don't belong to yourself. Run from sexual sin. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. You honor God with your body. And if you want to read more on that, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. See, you represent God to the conversation. You don't represent yourself. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. 
a new life has begun. As a Christian, you are an ambassador to another king from another kingdom. Stop representing your old life that is gone. Now, I understand, no doubt, you used to think that way. As a matter of fact, no doubt you've done that. No doubt you did that. No doubt you participated in that. I get it. No doubt you were on that side. But that old life is gone. You are a new creature in Christ. So stop representing your old life. Now you are a representative, are you getting this, of a new kingdom. If you're going to clap, let's get after it, okay? Let's have clapping practice. Come on. Okay. I just don't like weenies in any shape, form, or fashion. If you're going to do it, get after it. No doubt, once you thought it was okay. As a Christian, we're seeking first the kingdom of God. Stop representing what you thought before you belonged to Christ. I, I, I did that before I belonged to Christ. I did that before I understood. I used to think that way. I can identify with that, but that life is gone, and now I am one under authority, and that's what this Roman officer understood. Let's think about this. The definition of the word treason If you look up the word treason in the dictionary, it says the betrayal of one country to an enemy. Wow. Wow. I looked up the word treason, and it says the betrayal of one's country to an enemy. As an ambassador of the United States, you're sent to another country and you're caught betraying the United States to that enemy, you're up for treason. As a Christian, you belong to the kingdom of God. And when you post, when you say, when you betray God to his enemy, oh my, you're in treason. When you hit like on someone's post, that is totally against what God said, you're guilty of treason. You're betraying God to the enemy. You're not representing the kingdom of God. You're betraying God to the enemy. Write this down, 2 Corinthians 5.11. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. You and I understand that we've got a fearful responsibility to the Lord. To the, I, don't, I don't answer to you, you don't answer to me. We answer to the Lord. And we've got a fearful responsibility to the Lord. So I'm working hard to persuade others. Our efforts are to get those that we know in church. Our efforts are to get those we know discipled, trained, taught. See, we work hard to persuade others, and we do so because we understand our responsibility to the Lord. Hey, dude, come to church with me this Sunday. Hey, if you need me to, I'll come by and pick you up. Have you invited everybody that you work with to church? Are you working on some that you work with getting them in in this church? Hey, come get in church with me. Are there some kids in your neighborhood? Hey, come to our youth group. 
Some of you girls, are your friends coming? Hey, girls, y'all come with me Sunday night to youth group. Responsibility. We're working hard to persuade others to get in here and to think right. Turn over a few pages to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. I want you to see this. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hand of elders, leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter, I love this, Peter takes him aside and begins reprimanding him for saying such terrible things as this. Heaven forbid. No way. Lord, this ain't never going to happen. Jesus turned to Peter, whoa, get away from me, Satan. You're a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. We see that word for word being played out every single day. Jesus is teaching and Peter comes in here to correct him. It's sad, we're seeing this. We're seeing this. Daily we see the followers of Jesus seeing life from merely a human point of view. I hear it all the time. Well, Tim, the culture today. Well, Tim, here's what's accepted today. Well, Tim, now the young people today believe. The young people today feel. You're seeing life from merely a human point of view. What was Jesus' response to someone who corrected God on marriage, on moral issues, corrected God. Well, you know, that's just not, well, hold on, that's not where the world is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's just not what we're doing now. That's not what we're doing today. Read on. He called him Satan. Whoa, whoa. Clearly from this exchange with Peter... We're not to see things from merely a human point of view. You better not say, well, the culture today. Well, young people today. Well, our generation today believes. Are the, you're seeing things from merely a human point of view. And Jesus didn't have a very good response to Peter. You know, when I read Jesus' three years of ministry on earth, it was the religious people. It was the religious leaders that opposed his teaching. And what's tragic is we're seeing this exact same thing played out today. It's big name, big name preachers that are saying, well, yeah, but. I mean, it's big name churches that are correcting Jesus on his teachings about sexuality. It's big name teachers that are correcting God on what his word says. You know, it's not the sinner. It's not the prostitute and the tax collectors and the sinners. It was Jesus' number one follower. Peter was his main man. This was the A-team right here. This was Peter. This was Jesus' number one follower that was correcting him. And as a church, we're not going to be guilty of pulling Jesus over to the side and telling him that scripture won't work here in our church. We're not going to do that here in this church. 
We're not going to pull Jesus over to the side and say, yeah, I know Jesus, but what you got to understand in this world today, it's just a little different. As ambassadors representing the Lord, we are never in opposition to his word. We are in submission to his word, and that's what wowed Jesus from this Roman officer. Ask yourself, if, if you got a post, ask yourself, did I represent Jesus or did I commit treason? Did I commit treason? Did I betray the word of God to his enemy? Let's read on. Matthew 16, verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you'll give your life up for my sake, you will save it. You have to turn from your selfish ways. I think, I personally believe, well, in today's society, I believe. Turn from your selfish ways. Turn from I feel, I think, I believe. Stop looking at life from merely a human point of view and you take up your cross and you follow him. What is your cross? That is the place where you were crucified with Christ. Now I follow him. I take up the fact that I am crucified with Christ. I'm under his authority and now I am an ambassador to this world. Everybody in here today, I want you to hear me. As an ambassador to Honduras, you're in Honduras, but you're not Honduran. Today, I want you to know you're in this world, but you're not worldly. You're godly, and you're here representing the kingdom of God as his ambassador. Y'all stand with me. Lord, today we take up our cross. We turn away our own thinking, our own way of seeing life. Lord, we continue to repent of seeing life from merely a human point of view. Lord, we see life as you see life. We're in this world to represent you, and we take up that mantle. We take up that mantle. We thank you, Lord for giving us our assignment, and we roll up our sleeves because we understand the responsibility that we live in. We honor you today with our life and with all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the CMC Podcast. If you'd like to watch our sermons live or looking for more information about our church, visit cmcchurch.com or follow us on Facebook at Christian Ministries Church.